the number one thing to remember is that you have a massive advantage. So start that now, understanding what positions are out there and see what matches you. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Lucky you, we had a great week for podcast interviews. I interviewed Ashley Stone, who is the Associate Athletic Director for Student Athlete Experience at Oakland University. What was super cool about this is that no matter what perspective you're coming at, there's some interesting information here. If you may be a student athlete, Ashley shares a ton of advice to set you up for success because you have a very unique experience. But if you're somebody that wants to work in college athletics, this might be a field you weren't as familiar with. She's in a senior executive in the athletic department. She started out at University of Nebraska. Oakland is a mid-major, so she's D1 athletes dealing with 350, over 350 athletes, helping them in their student-athlete experience, life skills, etc. And this is an incredible training ground if you've ever thought to yourself, I want to work in athlete management. I want to work in player development. These are interesting jobs within athletic departments to work directly with student athletes and set them up for success. Super cool, great woman, so much fun talking to her. So check that out in two weeks. Coming up this week on Wednesday, I just finished interviewing Chad Jessup, who is the assistant equipment manager for the for the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego Chargers. I almost sang the San Diego Super Chargers theme song. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. But that would be inaccurate because they're the L.A. Chargers. But again, Chad started out with the Dallas Cowboys, has worked at the Pro Bowl, has worked with the Chargers in equipment, and has some really cool stories, really cool breaking in kind of stories, networking, how he built his connections to get his opportunities with the Dallas Cowboys, leveraged that to get to the Chargers. And he talked a lot about working the football, so they work for Justin Herbert. This is the process of breaking in a football. I love the conversation, so make sure to check that out on Wednesday. But today is Monday, which means we're dealing with a fan question. And this fan question comes from Chanel in Mississippi. That's M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, in case you were wondering. Hey, Brian. I'm in the final two months of a spring internship at my dream organization. I have loved this internship. It's been everything I'd hoped for and more, but it's going to end soon and I'm feeling a little bummed. What are the chances I can turn this into a full-time job and what should I do over the next two months to position myself as a future employee? Chanel, I am so happy you have loved your internship experience because I think that sets you up for clarity and for success because a lot of times people philosophize, philosophize? A lot of times people speculate that they know what they want to do in their career. And then they take an internship or they work at a certain organization. They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't love it. What do I do now? It turns into panic. So Chanel, you're in a good spot. You're finding out what you like and getting direction. So kudos to you. Now let's talk about how to turn it into a full-time job because that should be everybody's goal. You're going on an internship. You're you're proving yourself. You're working your butt off. Let's turn this into a full-time opportunity. The first thing to realize here is that you are not always in control of this. Timing is going to be paramount. It's going to matter a lot. You may finish up your internship and they may not have any openings that fit for what you want. So don't take any of this personally. Know that you can always boomerang back to this opportunity and it may be two or three years, but you can come back to that organization having known and met people and the opportunity and the timing may be right. So let's talk through some of this. 
the number one thing to remember is that you have a massive advantage. Anybody else that may be interested in working at this employer isn't there proving themselves. They don't have their feet on the ground in the organization. They aren't meeting people. They aren't proving their work ethic. They aren't doing those things. You have a distinct advantage. You have a key card that lets you into that building. And when you walk through those doors, everything is an interview. Every moment is you building your personal brand. Every moment you are forming perception in that organization on what you would look like as a full-time employee. So take all these moments really seriously because that's where the impact starts. You have an advantage, let's use it. Okay, the next few months, what you have to start getting very attuned to is what they are hiring for. Look at their job board, look at workinsports.com, look at where they're, what they're advertising for. This is your dream opportunity, right? This is your dream organization. You got to understand what the opportunities are. You're two months away now, so start to look on what they're posting. Most of the time, when a job is being posted, it's about a 60-day window until that job is filled. A lot of decisions may be made earlier than that. I've started narrowing down a list of who those top candidates are, but then there's process. There is, you know, interview one, uh, video interview, uh, panel interviews, uh, cross-functional interviews. Then there's offers being made and there's ne- negotiations and there's debates on who to, who to take, et cetera. This takes time. So start that now, understanding what positions are out there and see what matches you. Align with your skills. What skills are they looking for? Read the job description. Do you have those skills? What skills do you still need? Now, you have this distinct advantage because you get to form your narrative. You're in the building with people who make decisions. So if you know what's out there, now you can really advocate for yourself. So here's your approach. I'm assuming, since this is an internship that you have loved, and there's an organization that you would consider your dream opportunity, that you have kicked some major butt during the last three months. You've shown up on time. You've done a great job. You've built your personal brand. This is the perfect time for you to have a conversation with your intern coordinator and advocate for yourself. I've mentioned this on other podcasts. We've talked about internship strategies, but now we're focusing it towards an actual opportunity. Now you go to your intern coordinator and say, hey, I really am interested in this open position. You're being very specific. I'm really interested in this opening at the organization. I want to work here. It's a great message to send out there. I want to be here, okay? And then you say, I notice in the job description, they're looking for somebody that has extra Salesforce experience or some Salesforce experience. Could I come in one day extra and shadow somebody that uses that that software? Or you say, I'm really interested in this specific job and they're looking for somebody that has uh, this other skill, this other subset of information. And you're, again, advocating for yourself and saying to your internship coordinator, can I go over there and meet with some people in that group, get to know them a little bit, understand the job a little bit more and the demands of that role and how they got hired, et cetera. So you're opening up this conversation and acting extremely mature to your internship coordinator. You're advocating for yourself and you're saying, these are the things that I've identified are needed for this job and I want to be the one that gets it. I think that is a really, really wonderful message to get out there because it shows determination. It shows that you have a plan, that you aren't just showing up and going through the motions and doing your internship and getting your course credits and then being done. You're saying, I want that job over there. I know it requires these skills. I'd like to learn those skills and I'd like to meet those people 
because I want to start to build a relationship there. So let's pivot then into our next topic here is networking and building relationships. While you are on an internship, one of your main goals should be to meet people and to network within the organization. So you can network with decision makers, get to know some of those people. Again, get some introductions from your intern coordinator or whoever you're reporting to, letting them know what you're interested in and asking, could you maybe introduce me to some people in that, that department? But then also, if you network and build relationships with those people that are around you during your internship that are employees of the company. It doesn't always have to be the mid-level manager. It doesn't always have to be the director. I'm saying all those coordinators and uh, assistants and associates that are entry-level staffers, network with them as well because that's how you start to build your brand so that when the interview process happens or the application process happens for this job that you may be interested in, you have people out there that can advocate for you. So let me, let me take you behind the curtains a little bit. The way this generally works in an interview process is that it starts out in a singular department, but then as it progresses in the, applic- in the interview process, then there tends to be cross-functional interviews. And what that means is it's sometimes called a panel interview, but it might be four or five people that are interviewing you. And usually those four or five people are not only from the department that you are looking to get the job in. They're cross-functional, meaning they're from different groups. So if you're interviewing for a marketing job, there might be somebody from sales in there. There might be somebody from development in there. There might be somebody from facilities in there. And they're getting a 360 view from the organization on whether you are the best candidate. If you have focused during your internship on getting to know people across the organization, building your network, building relationships, there's a really good chance that there are going to be people out there that say, I remember Chanel. She was really great. I loved her attitude. She had a really professional uh, demeanor. She really showed up on time. She did a really great job. I think that her potential is extremely high. You're networking because it's good practice to build relationships. It's just, it's just the best practice. But there's also this great benefit of having people in the organization that you want to work for advocating for you. Now, ask questions. As you get to know people within the organization, ask them, especially those coordinators, assistants, associates who are probably a year or two out of college themselves. Ask them questions. How did you get hired? How did you get that first job? Mirror what they do. Follow their blueprint. Speak that into existence. I want to work for in this partnership activation coordinator position. What do you think I should do to be considered for this role? These are people within the organization. They've got the job. They see this culture every day. They know how it works. They know the mid-managers. They know how they make decisions. Ask them, what's important for me to know? How did you get hired? You cannot walk out of your experience without taking advantage of you being there. Everybody else is going to apply for this job doesn't have the advantage you do. They don't get to talk to other people in the organization. They don't get to possibly network with the, the hiring manager. They don't get to talk to their intern coordinator and, and tell them how much they want to be a part of this organization. You do. Leverage your advantage. I tell student athletes all the time, you have this massive advantage where you can go in and talk to the athletic director or the, uh, the associate AD for marketing or the ticket office or whoever. You're, you're a student athlete. You have access to information and people. Use it. That's how you learn and grow. Same thing. As an intern, you have access that a lot of other people don't. Use it. Leverage that as your distinct advantage. Sometimes it won't work out. The timing of opportunities doesn't always line up, as I said at the beginning. 
But if you kick ass on your internships, you build relationships, you advocate for yourself, you give yourself the best chance of being recognized and considered. You may think to yourself, of course they know I'm interested in working here, but how would they unless you tell them? They may think you're fulfilling a college requirement. They may think you have another position lined up, or maybe you're going to grad school, or maybe you plan to move to another part of the country. Be honest about what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. Do it with a little bit bit of passion. This is where I want to be. People want to help other passionate people. So Chanel, I hope that guides you over your last two months of your internship. And I hope every one of you listening, when you go on an internship and it's somewhere you want to be, really starts to advocate for yourself, build your brand, build your network, and gain that experience that can help you nail that job that you want. All right, before we leave, two really cool jobs on the work and sports job board right now. Over 23,000 active jobs on the job board right now. Great time to be looking in the sports industry. Still competitive, but I'm giving you all the tips to stand out. So take my advice and leverage it. And it, these might be two jobs you're pretty interested in. So check them out on workandsports.com. Uh, University of Florida, our friends at the University of Florida have in the athletic department, two job openings, the assistant director of ticket operations and assistant director of ticket operations that deals with the student ticket office. So there's a little bit of nuance there, but this position, they maintain the ticket office, computer ticketing systems and train employees on the functionality of the system. So Arctix and Ticketmaster host system. So they use the software and the technology in order to manage and train. They're also responsible for the oversight of multiple sports and ticket operations and may assist other ticket office employees with the ticket operations for their assigned sports. So a lot of it sounds like it's on the tech side and for working with the software programmings to maximize the processes of ticketing. Now, the other opening they have helps and assists in the day-to-day operations of the main ticket office, and they're managing all operational areas of the student ticket office, as well as managing ticket operations for one or more assigned sports. So it sounds like one is dealing more with the software side of things, building standard operating procedures, really understanding that that software with the Ticketmaster host system and Arctix. Arctix, I don't know why I have so much trouble saying that. Uh, and the other one is dealing more with the student ticket office. So more of the students trying to learn and be the actual people behind the ticket office. So cool opportunities there at the University of Florida. Last one, Aztec Shops, Snapdragon Stadium. Snapdragon Stadium. That is a cool name for a stadium. This is in San Diego. This is where the San Diego Aztecs football team plays. They're looking for a manager of catering events. Now, this is interesting because you'd think, oh, wait, catering, like, I mean, I'm not a chef. This isn't really my niche, but this is a much more operational job as I read through the job description. So this is a cool way to get into the sports industry, doing something that is fast-paced and, and very interesting, but it's a different, a whole other technique that maybe we haven't talked about before. So Snapdragon Stadium, the San Diego State plays there. That's also the ha- home of the San Diego Wave FC of the National Women's Soccer League and the San Diego Legion of Major League Rugby. So they have a lot of events at 35,000 capacity at Snapdragon Stadium. This role manages approximately two to 100 part-time employees. Two to 100, what a range. Anyway, <laughs> They're managing them in event operations responsible for the direction, coordination, and execution of all Snapdragon Stadium catered events. So a lot of what I'm seeing in the job description is leadership, supervisory responsibilities, positive and professional approach, supervision, training, development of staff, 
responsible for recruitment, training, development, and evaluation of managerial full-time and part-time staff. So it's really interesting to me that, yes, you hear the title catering events, manager of catering events, but this sounds like a business and operations type job, a leadership type position. So could be a good way to get in the biz. Check it out. Snapdragon Stadium Manager of Catering Events on WorkinSports.com. Thank you for listening to everybody. Again, Chad Jessup on Wednesday, Assistant Equipment Manager for the LA Chargers. Thanks, everybody. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. 